Welcome to the Story Brigade. Yay! <laughs> I said it right that time. You did. Good job. Perfect. We're... Here we talk about stories. Yes. In weird combinations. Weird combinations. Yeah. 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 Stories. Stories. <laughs> High five. High five. See you on the other side. Welcome to the back. Story Brigade. Story Brigade. Da, 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 da. Every time. Every time. <laughs> Every time. We welcome you back with open say? arms. Welcome back again. Welcome, welcome back, back for again. the 35th time? Sixth time? Sixth time. Thirty-sixth time, I think. Anywho. Welcome, anyway. welcome back. Uh, how, how you doing, Connor? Good. I'm doing great. Swell. Got some water. Oof. Below freezing outside. I, I'm really happy. I Yeah, I, I mean, it's about to rain here. I'm really stoked. Um, mm. Yeah, I, I just good weather. I just had some like pseudo tea. I just heated maybe up good factor. We could factor this in. <laughs> like just some, Pre- some precipitation. Cold. Yeah, yeah, sweet. We need some yeah precipitation yeah, yeah, okay, no, or some yeah cold. Some form of precipitation. Perfect. Cold rain. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, uh, all right. Let's yeah, do it. I know. Let's uh, let's do this first spin. Um, spin right that in. wheel. Spin Dive that right wheel. Oh my gosh. Ooh. Whoa. Detective. Oh, this is such a good start. Cool. Yeah, so, so there are, I mean, that perfectly fits with rain. There are a couple of directions we can go with this because exactly. we've done a lot of versions of detective cops, cops, all that stuff. So, so we'll, yeah. we'll hone in uh, on that. Yeah, what was, what was the Amaze in New York one? That was, what was that combo? Pop. It was just myth and because cop. Yeah, uh, yeah, because okay. you were reading uh, the Gods of Gotham, and so oh you were yeah, like cop yeah. detective, cool. Still um, amazing. I'm, I'm personally, I'm thinking this detective might lean more towards um, like a knives out scenario, something oh. or Sherlock oh, okay, Holmes. Okay. That works too. Anyways, just a detective. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Second spin. Cop <laughs> detective. <laughs> Ooh. Whoa. Okay. So the second one is non-World War II war film. <laughs> which I only bring I up. There's so many World there War II films. There are so many World War II films. And so one of the previous ones from um, We Moose Go to Stalingrad was World War II war it film. World War II. So this is well, non-World was... War II war film. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. So we've got a detective, non-World War II. So let's, uh, let's start with... Uh, Break down some detective yeah. stuff. What? Uh... Well, detectives. Mm-hmm. Pre- presumably, there's a mystery. Uh, yeah, yes, something for them to detect. <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> they are doing detecting work. <laughs> it's a good start. Man, good we're Because if you didn't have that mystery, it would just be a really slow detective <laughs> movie. I'm a detective with fun. nothing to detect. Gosh, with nothing darn. to do. Which is honestly how most of those original detective books start That's out true. right yeah, the hardball detective books they're just like and... i'm sitting here smoking got nothing to do until a dame walks. yeah yeah sure. well well a lot of sherlock holmes start with him like shooting up uh what drug is it some like heroin? morphine or heroin just just oh yeah morphine, so I think, bored yeah. it's like that's yeah. not a good role model sherlock holmes what nice. are you doing like uh, all right, all right. the new so the new got... sherlock holmes uh with benedict cumberbatch he he would put um nicotine patches on to, to compensate when he was right. bored. Yeah. 
Right. Which right, again, right. people listening, we do not recommend or condone or anything. He's weird. True. It's a fictional character that <laughs> yes. we're just talking about. And if you're listening to this, presumably you're old enough to <laughs> make that decision. <laughs> um, anyway. Yeah, so what are, what are some movies that we might want to float towards? I mean, I, I said something like Knives Out, but do we want to lean more towards the classic, uh, like Sherlock Holmes, Hercule Poirot? Um, or do we want to lean more towards the private investigator, like a, a Maltese Falcon, Sam Spade type? guy mm. what, what are you feeling right now what, what, what well, are you hearing? any of those any of those they all have they all have a detective that's true yep and there's some mystery and the detectives themselves are kind of quirky yes <laughs> <laughs> and what makes them a good detective is them being eccentric so then you have like sometimes there's someone to balance out the eccentricity mm. and like as the the kind of human character yeah so that's something we can work out I'm actually really excited. I think part of it will come from this other yeah. part of the second wheel is like, you know, figuring out what war. Yes. Well, and, and <laughs> we're freaking so, so, something I want, I want to throw out is a lot of times those secondary characters to balance them out. In the original writings, they're the perspective they were, we're witnessing people. it from. Oh, yeah. So, so they're, they're the person who I like... meant to say that. <laughs> I forgot that. We had to say that explicitly. <laughs> well, well, you know, it's, like, it's, it's that whole thing of, like, the unreliable narrator. You know, they're these guys who are in awe of these great detectives oftentimes. And they're kind of documenting yeah. the, the stuff. Anyways. Well, or they just got caught up in it. They're like, I need a job. Right. And then this person's like, I can have a right. job. And they're like, fine, you do. And they're like, all right. My yeah. name is Watson. He's like, fine. <laughs> do, my, do my stuff for me. Yeah. Um, okay, so non-World War II war film. So it depends on how, how far we want to go, because the more I think about it, there are a lot of wars out there yeah. that don't have a lot of films that could be cool. Oh, yeah, right. You know? Um, even old ones, too. I mean, there's even, like, what, Detective D and the Curse of the oh, yeah. In whatever. And the, like, China. 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 Yeah, yeah, you're right. It's China. China. Yeah. Um, which is based on a book or comic series think, or something. I mean, there was also Detective Manga. D, no. or there was also John D, who was like a secret agent for the Crown in the UK, and a lot of people think he was kind of what uh, James Bond was inspired off of because his Carson, I his got, moniker, I the like idea. double O, was double O, not double O seven, but double O to stand for like yeah. the eyes of the Queen something anyways yeah sorry what, what was First, i got a great idea okay <laughs> was there were there any uh wars that took place around hong kong <laughs> <laughs> uh world war ii because i'm just imagining a mystery taking place in hong kong like uh with a like uk detective <laughs> in hong kong at like turn of the century would be the coolest like so clash of cultures and detective well, work but i don't i don't know I don't know if there's any wars. Yeah, so, so, we, we should so, pick so a war. The, the, the tricky thing, I mean, Hong Kong would be so cool. The tricky thing with Hong Kong is it wasn't super diverse until post-World War II when all these Chinese right. fleeing communism came in. Um, so we, we could do it then. During World War II, it was actually occupied by the Chinese. Um, they unfortunately planned their defenses well, what about bef- for the ocean, oh. and then the Japanese came but over. But before that, it was still owned by the UK, Yes, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, but it was just very UK, it, it, like lots of oh, British. It was, well, they claim it was one of the most diverse places uh, on the planet because like when it was defended in World War II, it was defended by Scots and Canadians. Oh my God. Like, <laughs> what? <laughs> that's, 
that's pretty nutty. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's pretty strange. Um, yeah, shoot, that would be All cool. Right, never mind, um, never oh, mind. Would, one of the yeah, things yeah. I want to throw your What's way, I, I was I was talking uh, to someone recently about uh, Brigadier General Gerard. Uh, oh yeah, the, the French foreign the, the French foreign uh, during no during yeah during Napoleon's uh, the Napoleonic Wars. Um, it's this this writer. It's Sir Arthur Conan Doyle who wrote Sherlock Holmes. Uh, wrote Brigadier General Gerard. He's this like old grizzled guy in a cafe talking about his war exploits, fighting for Napoleon, and he's like the most unreliable narrator, but it's so funny. <laughs> um, and it's also just a war I'd never really thought of before. Yeah, um, that's so cool. I don't really know what that would look like or where it would. I mean, basically anywhere in Europe that they conquered. I mean. Um, yeah i mean that could be a cool thing of like for some reason this detective is tasked to figure out this killing mm. that happened of someone's some high official's spouse uh and then it gets tied into yeah i don't know a killer who's like anti-napoleon well or something. so like the it first could be... story in because it's a bunch of like short stories the first story mm-hmm. uh in the book that i read uh, was about his time in, I want to say, Venice or Vienna. Uh, and it, like, the whole story takes place at night. And it's basically, like, <laughs> his whole thing. Because <laughs> it's so funny. He's like, every country that, like, we conquer, I, ende- I endeavor to learn the language. So I find a very, like, young, supportive uh, teacher and have her teach me the language. Unfortunately, most of the stuff I learn can really only be used in one circumstance. <laughs> <laughs> and so anyways he finds this woman and kind of endears himself to her but then it turns out she's working with the resistance because they've just conquered Venice or Vienna wherever it is and he gets like locked in a catacomb with some other soldiers and are like going to be assassinated to you know make a point to the French but then he has a daring escape or something like it so, so just the idea of like you know a secret rebellious group in a conquered country could be cool Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, it could start as again like a, like like a pretty straightforward mm. thing, and then you're like, ah, oh, it's tied to a rebellion right. that that is going to be lead to an insurrection, right? That's, yeah. I don't know if it has to be that big, but so okay. Here, here are two options for like locations we could do. Oh uh, yeah. So one, I, I think like a, I mean, a Venice, a Venice, so a Venice cool. would be really cool because you could do catacombs. You could, you know, there's there's all that creepiness and stuff. But you could mm-hmm. also do, like, an Austria or something like that and have it all take place at, like, one castle that, like, they're <laughs> cut off from other people. And so... You're just trying to make this Knives it Out. Could be, it could be French <laughs> Napoleonic <laughs> Knives Out. Except, except oh, that, like, so all of these, like, you know, it's one of those things that, like, they could all be killed because there's no law, really, except... Napoleon's law. Right. Yeah. There's no like the whole hardboiled detective right. like the law of human society and yeah. then someone breaks the, the law. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I mean <laughs> we could we could I, I mean I'm I'm good with either. <laughs> I think probably Venice makes more sense. I, I well I think I don't know. Okay. I was just thinking it seems like the most satisfying to me would be like because there's there's detective mm. things where they catch a guy mm-hmm. and the, or a woman yeah. like a person who is just crazy and like they're just really smart right yeah <laughs> or it's a conspiracy right yeah so it's either like 
it leads to something bigger or it leads to uh, someone who's kind of crazier or it's just really tangled and it gets like on like it, it's harder and harder to get it untangled yes. right kind of see and i feel like my sorry. my favorite are the ones where you think it's a crazy person then it d- becomes a conspiracy and then you realize that you inadvertently discovered the conspiracy just through the course of events but in reality it was just the crazy person all along Oh yeah, you know that's a where you have this like huge, almost kind of like brick. Hashtag you know? gods of God. <laughs> yeah, you cover something huge. No wonder you loved it and so then much. Plot twist: <laughs> It's like, oh, you just inadvertently discovered that. In reality, like the actual thing that happened was this, uh, this tiny thing. Right, dude. You should also read uh, Gorky Park. That's literally oh, really? Gorky. okay. Yeah, because it's it is like yeah. So yeah, okay. So it's like. <laughs> It's really just the detective being such a good detective. <laughs> yes. They uncover all this other stuff tied to it yep. that isn't actually the thing mm-hmm. that they originally went for. Which, and then at the very end, is like, but that doesn't explain the first dead <laughs> yeah, body. Exactly. And then they turn to their partner, and the partner's like, "What?" And it's like, "It was you." Oh, it was you. Yeah. Like, what are you saying, See, boss? The, the, it's like, no, you can't hide the, it. The thing is, when we talk about like conspiracies in uh, in Venice, uh, first my mind goes to Assassin's Creed too, uh, and then my, <laughs> the second thing my mind goes to is uh, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. <laughs> oh yeah, and the explosions exactly. in the catacombs. So, well, so I mean, but it could be because we want it to be a war film, right? Oh, so true. Yeah. It's kind of like I imagine it could be taking place like while the, the place is being taken over. of Venice. That's what I was thinking. Ooh. Like, so it's it's like like yeah. that would be a really good opportunity to have something innocuous, right. To give the detective to do, like, oh, I heard you were a detective back in civilian life, right? Like, I need you to figure out who's been stealing bread <laughs> from our from our rations, right? Because right? clearly someone's doing mm. it. And then that leads to a whole bunch of other stuff because, you know, there, it's a seed. Right. So, like, rent, dying isn't as much a crazy thing, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, if someone died mysteriously, that would be like, our commander died asleep in his bed right. and we don't know right. what happened. So it could be that, but it could also be just like, someone's stealing bread and then you find out where the bread goes and then there's a dead person there and then they're like, well, this is I mean, weird. It, like, it should be it should be that? a plot to kill Napoleon that he actually uncovers. That's but the yeah, yeah the original thing is something much smaller. Well, it could be yeah because maybe Napoleon's going to come visit Ooh. the battlefield, and so they're planning. It's like <gasps> it would be like a five days of the Condor thing, <gasps> Ooh, but with Napoleon. Yeah. So it's like he uncovers that. But then it doesn't explain who was stealing the bread <laughs> at the beginning. Yeah, Boom. For, for those listening, Five Days of, a Con- of the Condor is a, an old movie about uh, a coup. Well, book. Or, oh, a book that was then turned into a movie of. Uh, wait, no. Five Days. No, no, no. I'm thinking of. Um, oh, shoot. yeah. I'm thinking of like it's Three Days of the Condor and Five Days in August, I think. No, no. It's, um, it's The Jackal. Oh, Day of the Jackal. Day of the Jackal. The Jackal. That's right. what I was thinking. Yeah, that's the yeah, like Day French the assassination movie. Love Charles de Gaulle. Charles de Gaulle. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Okay. Um, and it it follows the guy tracking down the assassin called the Jackal, mm-hmm. and then the Jackal's mission to kill Charles de Gaulle. Yeah. Um, and it's like an insanely complex 
kind of perfect plot that's so cool and could only happen before certain technology yeah. was developed. Like, it's just so crafty. <laughs> pretty, pretty much the only thing I remember from that movie is that he had a special gun designed that could, like, fit in the tailpipe of his car so that he could, like, sneak it across the border. <laughs> right. Exactly. Well, that's part of it, but there's a oh, yeah, lot there's of so like, much more. in the book. You literally don't know what he's doing for most of it, and you're like, "What is this? Why is he going to visit this person?" It's just all this innocuous yeah. stuff, and that all comes together, and you're like, "He is so close. It's crazy." So that could be, that could be the kind of thing, right? Mm. So there, there is a so there there could be a character not called the Jackal, but like. You know, someone who right, wears right. a mask. Well, or or it could the be plague you know, an organization. Oh my god! <laughs> I mean, or it could be an organization, but it would be it's just like a plot mm-hmm. that is that like mm-hmm. finely crafted, and they're like, but that doesn't explain why the bread's being taken. Oh, the bread could be taken by someone who's been hiding there for like months or something. Like I don't oh. know, whatever. So, so somehow it like yeah. ties in and you're like, oh, it's just some innocuous thing. But then you realize like at the end, you're like, wait a second. We never found the, the assassin. Who... Where is yeah. it? And they took the bread goes because back they're, the they're bread. like hiding in a spot. They're hiding and, in a and spot they that has been themselves. behind lines. Yes. Yeah. Ooh. That, that could be and then sick. And then the thing that could like lead to it is that like the army got stalled up by like a week of rain, which is why the guy didn't have enough food to sustain himself because it was an extra week. So he had to sneak out right. and get some more food. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And it, mm-hmm. He would have gotten away with it if it wasn't for that French police detective. Exactly. <laughs> so that could, that could be a good, that could be a good uh, thing. Yeah. So they're in Venice trying to take Venice. Yep. Which seems like an odd battleground. Yep. But that really happened. They like stormed I don't, Venice. I don't know, actually. <laughs> <laughs> they they occupied say, Venice, like... but I don't know exactly what the battle was like. <laughs> All right, so fictionally, fictional siege of Venice because they clearly didn't blow up a lot of stuff. I don't stuff. think I mean, so. There's not a lot of stuff to blow up, and then also fictionally, Napoleon comes and visits mm-hmm. Venice because he's like, I really want to see mm-hmm. this spot. Yep. Even though back in that day, it took a long time for him to get anywhere. Anywhere. I mean, to be fair, he might actually have been on the front lines. Depending, he was he was a legit yeah. yeah guy. Okay, so so okay, so fictionally they're sieging <laughs> Venice. He gets tasked. So what we got so far, mm-hmm. tasked. He's he was a detective back in his mm-hmm. old life, and his commander who gives him crap <laughs> <laughs> uh, is like, "Hey, we need you to figure out who's stealing this bread. Someone among the like, do some detective work." <laughs> And so he does that and doesn't really find it, but it stumbles onto this thing that leads to another thing, leads to another thing, leads to a vast conspiracy <laughs> of some re- rebels trying to kill Napoleon when he comes and visits. So that's got to be set up at the beginning. Napoleon's coming soon, so they got to like clear out the place as soon as they can yeah. and be ready for him. Um, so there's a time crunch there. And then uh, it's to kill Napoleon when he shows up. And then they apprehend all the people, but still don't realize like... But where's the assassin who's going to do it? Blah, blah, blah. And then he's like, I know. <laughs> and then he goes back and pulls up a floorboards and there's a cowering guy. He's like, Ooh. no, it's probably better than that. But whatever. So, okay. That's a pretty, that's a pretty Oh, solid. yeah. No, he goes to the spot, lifts the floorboards. The guy's already gone. And then he has to, like, run yes. and catch up with the guy before he can get to Napoleon. 
Um, well, because everyone's going to have the same... He uh, takes a bullet for Napoleon. I don't know. That? Yeah, he could. Maybe he doesn't like Napoleon, but he can't really say that mm. in Napoleon's time. Yeah, so I, don't think, I don't think it was like the U.S. Mm. <laughs> Even in the U.S., I don't know if he could do that. But um, Anyways, okay, what do you, how do you feel? I, I feel that? good. There, there's one other thing from, uh, from Gerard that I think would be cool, which is there's another <laughs> story when they were conquering Spain where he oh was tasked with going behind enemy lines to like blow up a wall in like a church so that they Ooh. can surge in. Um, and it was this, Ooh, okay. this whole like internal struggle of Gerard because like to sneak in not in uniform would be a spy <laughs> and like that's dishonorable. And also like so you can, you could do something worse to spies. I forget what it was. Whereas like, if you were wearing your uniform, it was that you were a soldier and just happened to be behind enemy lines, you know? So he made a whole yeah. point of wearing his uniform against orders and then just, like, putting a tunic over it so that if he was about to get captured, he could just throw the tunic off and be like, I am a soldier. Because <laughs> Gerard's <laughs> crazy. Um, but, you know, we could do so. Like, it would be cool to do something like that where there's a section of the movie where he has to slip behind enemy lines and actually enter Venice undercover that would be really cool that would yeah <laughs> just try not to speak italian them. like a like inglorious bastards <laughs> oh yeah grazie oh, yeah. <laughs> but again i feel like like he'd probably be pretty well either he sounds like he's more of a competent detective than gerard than... yes that's fair <laughs> yeah uh gerard I mean, thinks like he's very competent of... he's not right well it, i like the idea that um like maybe that's why his like superior gives him crap because he like still wears around his detective <laughs> star or something. Even though they didn't, they really didn't, have they didn't have detective stars. stars. Honestly, back then I don't think they even mm-hmm. had detectives. detectives. So it'd probably just be that he's like a well-educated man, and they're like, "So I'll figure this out," you know. Carson, Carson, we've already. You're right. I'm sorry. In the fictional, the in the fictional siege of Venice, in the fictional version, he is he totally definitely is a, a detective. detective. Fair enough. You're right. I'm sorry. definitely a detective. <laughs> My mistake. Because when was the Napoleonic Wars? 1800. Uh, yes, early-ish 1800s. I think 1814, something like that. That's so crazy. I know. Weird, right? What a time. All right. So yeah, definitely no detective. <laughs> All right. Well, whatever. Well, I mean, also, France, like, had the craziest period of upheaval. Like, they had the French Revolution at the turn of the 1800s. Then when that fell apart, they had, like, the rise of a government that wasn't very successful, which was enough for Napoleon to step in and just take it over and rule as a monarch. And then they decided to take over all of Europe. And then that failed. And they installed a different government. And it's just, like, chaos. France. Jeez. Jeez. Okay. So. Uh, Cool. All right. So Venice, yep. behind enemy mm-hmm. lines to infiltrate this group. The group needs a cool... I mean, they're all clearly going to have creepy Venetian masks. Um, but, like, <laughs> they need a cool name. I, yeah, true. The, yeah, we'll just take all the stereotypes about yes, Venice. Yes, 100%. <laughs> again, I'm thinking Assassin's Creed, too. Yeah. Well, Assassin's Creed was pretty... I mean, they've, they're known for being pretty historically Yeah, I mean, it was accurate. historically accurate. It's just, like four or five hundred years earlier. <laughs> oh. So. Oh, oh, oh. So this is four or five hundred years later yeah. after they're not doing giant parties. I mean, they probably, st- I think they still are doing giant parties. <laughs> I think that's like a cultural thing. 
But I'm not well, certain. Sinking into the ocean. Well, aren't we all emotionally? <laughs> um, Anyways, no, no, we're not. We're feeling that's true. Now. It's 2021. 2021. New year, new, new me. Year, new me, new you. Uh, okay, yeah. so mm-hmm. why don't we? I mean, that's pretty solid. Why don't we work on a yeah, title? Yeah, let's and do it. Come back and see what. Uh, I kind of like going off something like Detective D and the something something. You know, that's like just kind of feels fun. So like, if we does Sherlock Holmes do that too? Was it always Sherlock uh, Holmes and the Scarlet? No, no, they were just the Scarlet. Yeah, it was the, the Scarlet the, Letter, the Sign of Four, Hound mm. of the Baskervilles. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, we can do the Detective D one, the least detective of all the ones that we listed. <laughs> exactly. Uh, um, actually, I've watched a Detective D movie. It's weird. I did too. Really? Which one did you watch? Not that I remember the name of the one. I remember. I'm just hoping you'll say something that'll stoke my memory. I think I saw the one with the. Uh, it was like the sequel one, oh, the, like the newer one, the Detective D, and the. It was like blue. There was a dragon. Thing. Yeah. There was like blue lanterns. Didn't we watch this together? No, Didn't, I watched I it when I was leaving Sherborne. It was one of the last movies I saw. Um, okay. Yeah, I, I don't honestly remember. I just remember like just feeling like a really underwhelmed at the end of it. Oh, it was it was great. <laughs> if it's what I'm thinking about. Anyways, okay. So what if we do? Um, so we gotta come up with a name mm. for this French soldier. Yes. Uh, what's what's Detective a good French name, Gerard. Connor? G- give me a good French Detective name. Detective Gerard. Detective Gerard. <laughs> really? <laughs> Detective Pierre. Yeah, why not? <laughs> oh my gosh! Wow. <laughs> I, I that's why I asked you for French names. You studied in Paris. You know more French names than I do. Claude, Detective Claude. Okay, I'm I'm googling French names. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we've got Detective, and then what it should be is is Aunt, like the the group that's doing the the <gasps> thing, right? Yes. So it could be and the silent Illuminati, or the I don't know, I don't know the si- the silent masks, uh. or the the Order of the Silent Mask, or something. That's kind of a cool yeah. name, Order of the Silent Mask, or, or the Mark. But like with Q U E, the Mark de Silence or something. I don't. That, but it would be Italian, so I don't. I don't know how to speak Italian. <laughs> uh, yeah, but you don't have to. You don't have to do the Italian name. That's Detective Beaufort, Detective Bedou, Bellamy, Detective Bellamy. That's pretty. <laughs> detective Detective Benoit. <laughs> Well, Benoit Blanc oh, is literally okay. the guy and the thing you like, Carson. <laughs> uh, Detective Camus. Camus? Uh, God, this is horrible. Um, Detective Chappelle. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there was Carré, which is kind of funny. Really? You could just, as a nod to Jean Le Carré. Who's Jean Le Carré? Oh my god, is that amazing spy writer? Carson? Really? Come on! Oh, yeah, John, yeah. I guess I've never John Le Carre. Yeah, I've never pronounced his name Carre. I've always, I always thought it was John Le Carre. Ha! Cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> Detective. Carre. I mean, honest. I don't know. It probably is Carre. <laughs> I, I took like four years of French in high school and remember nothing. Cloutier, um, Colbert, Colbert, Cloutier. <laughs> uh, De la cour. 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 I actually know people de la cour. like that. 
I mean, Detective De La Rue is also kind of funny because it's like of the road or the alley. You know, he's the guy who sneaks around the back streets to... Detective De La Rue and the Order of the Silent Mask. Oh, Detective De La Rue and the Order of the Silent Mask. I'm down with that. That's pretty That's good. Pretty sweet. Yeah, okay. I like that. I like that. So let's just repeat okay. it a couple times so we remember it. Detective De La Rue and the Order of the Silent Mask. Yeah, okay. it's honestly not as hard cool. as the first interdimensional <laughs> superhero space peace conference. Hey, you got it. <laughs> I do, but I literally have to think it through every, every single time. time. I say it. <laughs> Which is why that running joke with the character not remembering it is perfect. It's so it's good. So <laughs> All right, so Detective De La Rue. And the Order, and the of, order the of the Mask. Silent Mask. Okay, so now posters. Yes, so, yeah. Carson, let's look at some classic Sherlock Holmes book poster covers. Well, book <laughs> posters? I'm joking, because the oh. books didn't have any covers. <laughs> Sherlock Holmes. Did they have book covers? poster. Old. I don't oh, think no. so. Ah, Carson, no. What? Movie. Oh, those kind of Sherlock Holmes? I don't know. Ooh. I'm just, I'm throwing it out there. It's exploring. All right, Carson, you're going to have to, you're going to have to put some of these in the. Yeah. Oh, shoot. I hope I remember. Uh... <laughs> you're going to, I was thinking you should just have a sheet of paper I know, I should. with you when we do these and then just like, <laughs> just do little bullet yeah, points. I'm doing, like, doing, do little... I'm doing that now. Just like do little bullet points. It's so much easier than you're like, oh, I said I do that thing. Like, come on. <laughs> I forgot to tell you, but I thought of it the other day. I was like, that would be so much easier. <laughs> okay, cool. We got Sherlock Holmes posters old. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So these are these are some good these are some good things if you had uh I like this Sherlock Holmes and the Spider Woman. I was I was noticing that too. Yeah. I think it's actually just Spider Woman. Oh, though. you're right. Actually, my favorite is the one on the left, the circle one. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I like it, that. It too. literally that's doesn't a good... have a title. It's just Sherlock Holmes, but it's rad. Well, that is the title, maybe. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> so so it could be like that kind of thing. Oh, you know, it'd be cool. Kind of like that or like all those filmmakers who are like, let me do it the old yeah. way. <laughs> we can make it look like a dime store novel. Oh. Like we can make the cover look like a dime store novel of, of yeah. Detective De La Rue. Um, um kind of like that one on the left there. Um I'm trying to see. Let me let me see if I can find oh. <laughs> uh. oh, the there you go. The complete Brigadier Gerard. Yeah, oh. it's I, I was trying to find the cover that I had because it's really pulp and funky, but I don't see it. Oh well. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah, let's let's do like a, a pulp cover. You know, we've got we've got the detective, and then maybe he's got an ass- assistant of some kind. I mean, the way we've been doing it so far, it doesn't sound like he's got an assistant. Is there so is there a steamy to... love interest behind him in the lines? Who's Italian? Oof. Actually, I mean, the whole idea that he like finds a person, and then yeah, they're a femme fatale kind Ooh. of thing. Um, they're actually part of the resistance. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, a whole moment where he goes back with her to her apartment and then he like gets undressed is like, I'm ready. And then he like goes around the corner and she's wearing like a mask and is just staring at him. And you're ah. like, <laughs> <laughs> ah, she's part of it. 
<laughs> that would be really and then cool. someone knocks him out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, no, it doesn't have to be that. But okay, we could just have someone, someone there. So I think, I think, I think the poster it should be him, and then like someone behind him wearing the mask or something, or like to the side. But oh, that's know. good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And then may- maybe he's standing like in the streets of Venice, uh, and there's there's yeah. the someone there. I mean, if this was a contemporary poster, him. On, standing on a little boat going down the canals of Venice at night and just the the streets are just lined with people yeah. in masks and it's just like it's dim and they're just glowing lanterns I think you could do that stuff. like the pulp posters you yeah, know like having the, like old fashioned mm-hmm. like it's all drawn painted it's hand drawn yeah. and having the yeah painted yeah. I think that would be really cool that'd, that'd be, be great so poster. creepy <laughs> order the silent mask I love it and he's standing there he's got like his his old funky the uh, pistol, the one shot. Oh, I thought I thought he'd have his his pole. As oh, that's fair. Him. Yeah, he'd probably have his pole instead. <laughs> I mean, the pistol's cool too. <laughs> it could, it could be like, did, did you hear in uh, the the poster for the Maltese Falcon with Humphrey Bogart? <laughs> Literally, yeah. he had one gun, and someone's like, "Give him another gun," and they're like, "But he he never has two guns." And he's like, "No, no." give him another gun. And so they just literally painted over a second hand holding a second gun because they were like, it's cool. <laughs> yeah. So on the poster, he's got two flintlock <laughs> pistols. <laughs> Even though he never has it in the movie. I mean, he could also have the pole in one arm in one hand and the pistol in the other, which also and makes no sense. And then a no third pistol in his third arm. Second pistol in One's on top of his hat. <laughs> It's the, it's the pop-out gun. Jeez. Oh, man, that's perfect. I'm so on board. Just pull in one hand, pistol in the other hand for no reason. Except make it, makes, yeah. it, it makes people looking at the poster go, in action, adventure. At that point, it honestly works better if he, if he has. I, I, I had the idea of like him pulling down a street of a bunch of people on either side. But it would probably make more sense him just with the two guns, which also makes no sense. It just feels like then he's adrift in between the people versus like going down. But let's just True. do that. Let's just do the two guns. I think that'll work better. Yeah. I mean, and, and one version to be a Mondo poster, the other version to be a <laughs> Yeah, it's fine. That's uh, a cheap way I mean, to get actually, two the posters. Mon- the Mondo poster would be him going down the canal and the canal turning to blood as, as it's coming towards oh, him. Oh, or him going down the canal and it's actually part of a giant mask. That, oh! that would probably be the poster. Yes! <laughs> or a, a Mondo poster could also be like just a whole bunch of people all standing in rows next to each other, all looking forward, and they all have masks except for him. Yeah, that would be good. That could, that could, that could be it as well. Or he's looking the other direction and like turning over his shoulder, Ooh. so like they're all looking forward, and he's like turning yes. back and is just there. That would be that would be really. Or, could, or it could be like the the Perry Mason. You're gonna HBO have to put poster. some Mondo posters in because I don't know if everyone knows what Mondo <laughs> posters are. Uh, yeah. Okay. They're just like a company that makes these really really cool posters about movies. Really cool posters, but usually about. You know, specific mm-hmm. things it's, within them. Yeah, and usually it's for people who've seen the movie, not for, you know, yes. like, like a traditional poster is to get you to watch the movie. Mondo posters are to appreciate the movie, kind of. Thing. Yeah, and you're like, oh yeah. my gosh, they did that with that, <laughs> that specific moment. piece that was so <laughs> cool. Yeah. All right, cool. Yeah. I mean, do we want to try and recap it or?
Yeah. Yeah. Why not? No, you. Yeah. You. You go ahead and, and recap it. You. You good with that? Yeah. 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 All right. So we got. Um, uh, we start on the French. Is it the French Foreign Legion that Napoleon was a part of? Think okay. So, so we're we're on the the edge of Venice or like partway through Venice as the Napoleon Napoleon's army is whatever a sweeping. Uh, working through due to rain and inclement weather they've had to stall a little bit and uh it's pretty dreary it could be kind of reminiscent of like world war one trenches i guess but and that's where the rain slash precipitation we were talking about there we go it's in comes in boom wow that would be a cool environment too rain um oh that would be cool and then suddenly it stops and everyone's silent (gasps) they all mass outside no um what the whole town. It's the venetians whole town. can control the weather so uh yeah they wish oh that's another <laughs> bad joke i'm sorry uh anyways uh so inclement weather um this guy uh even though he's not a detective his he's he was a detective <laughs> in his former life he was one of the first detectives ever in his former life uh detective de la rue of paris because it had to be a big city that that would need a detective, right? Because yeah. England had them well, in the 20s or 30s. Yes, and, and the interesting thing about uh, a lot of those old detectives that came after Sherlock Holmes and the Cosmic Scheme and things right. is a lot of them were lords who basically didn't have a day job, and right. but they were very smart. And so they use their skills to solve these crimes, you know? Gotcha, so, gotcha, gotcha. You know, th- there, there is a history of that. Okay, know, so it's someone who rich, either... Guy enjoys solving mysteries or like right. was renowned for solving mysteries mm-hmm. and we call him a detective right and we could have puns of that of like go detect something <laughs> and of course this is all in english because <laughs> with british accents because, because with british foreign. accents because it's yeah because <laughs> we're terrible and it'll be an old kind of film which doesn't Unless... make sense none of none of the the like none of the spins like none of those genres are old genres like we could make it a contemporary thing we could very much make it it could just uh, we could just pick french actors (laughs) that's true who's that who's that french actor that's in everything this guy uh what's his name yeah what is his name uh uh come on come on where are you Ger- no, not Gerard Depardieu. No. Although we could do Gerard Depardieu. Vincent Castle. Jean Reno. Oh, Jean Reno. I thought you were talking That's about Vincent Castle. Vincent Castle. The guy above. Oh. Okay. Oh yeah, he was in the. Never oceans. mind. We're not picking. Movies. We're not yeah, picking yeah. these French actors Sorry. yet. Sorry. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My sports for Jean Reno. How about yeah for our casting? Why don't we pick the person who's in everything? That's a great. <laughs> anyways, so uh, so anyways. He he's known for being a little bit of a detector, so his uh, so his superior, who's kind of sick of his crap, is like, "Hey, there's this bread that's being like stolen. It's disappearing. Our rations are way lower than they should be. It's your job to go figure it out." He's like, "Are you serious?" He's like, "Yes, you got to do it because uh, we got to get this under control before Napoleon shows up next week." Uh, uh, time bomb ticking ticking clock so he's gotta <laughs> yeah so he's gotta go uh napoleon's coming in a week we've established it um so he's like fine i'm gonna do it and they're like all the soldiers are like kind of tired too i'm really imagining world war one trenches 
for all this. It's just like <laughs> kind of weird. Like they're just kind of weary and like uh, yeah, in the rain and stuff. <laughs> I um, mean, they're, they're they're probably hunkered around their artillery because apparently Napoleon used artillery very well to his advantage, which helped him um, in his stuff. True. The only thing about artillery is, again, what I was nervous about in <laughs> Venice is like, how much artillery are you shooting? They they Venice. can't use it because it rained and got all of the gunpowder wet. Well, you shouldn't use it because they're freaking no. buildings in the water. Like it's all there is to so, stand. Oh, okay. On. So they're not they're not using the artillery on the stuff. They're simply hunkered around it, miserable in the rain. Cool. And yeah. It okay. Would make so anyways, cool visuals. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, they go. Um, he goes and finds it, and then something leads to something, leads to a girl that's like really. Uh, he's like, hmm. Mm. I don't know. Is he like into that? I don't know. Whether probably. or not he is, somehow he gets involved. He he's like, oh, this is. He's probably resistant for a while. He seems but like yeah. Succumbs. He seems like a kind of guy. He's she's got to prove her her worth. Mm. Maybe she helps him oh. in a little bit and leads him in. He's like, whoa, this is this is oh, cool. Yes, which Maybe makes she, sense because it, she wants it, it, to get information from him. Yes. No, but what if it's that. Uh, he's informed that she's helping them because they captured her family's estate up country. And so she has she, an uh, estate. Well, like, I don't know her parents or something like that. Like they're, they're, they're that? Uh, I don't know, whatever. But oh basically like they have leverage that they're like, she'll work with us because if she doesn't, uh, you know, we're going to do oh, something. I thought to she her was family. like legit part of the resistance. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's what I'm. Thinking. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa! But but like someone on the French side is like, you can trust her because like we have her phone. I don't know because then you're already okay. Oh, yeah, calling fair. into question that she that's can fair. do anything, right? And then it's like, well, well, I guess, anyways, I guess my, my so thing is, how does he meet her? <laughs> well, he's in order to like this leads him out into the streets into right. presumably. Does the he have Italian... a, Does he have a convincing Italian accent that he can? He's got to be able to speak Italian fluently. Okay, fair. fair So this is already in French, and then he speaks (laughs) Italian fluently as well. So he just goes out, uh, winds up on the other side, kind of finds his way into these things, which there was a clue. Oh, it could be a moniker or something that was Mm -hmm. left around the bread. And so he's like, Mm -hmm. what is this thing? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, like a symbol. I don't know. Maybe. So he's like goes in and like investigates, detects, (laughs) like, like he does. Yeah. Yeah. Somehow the mid, the middle's, you know, whatever. Anyway, <laughs> finds the girl. They kind of get like he discovers more with her. Then, mm-hmm. like when finally he he's like, okay, she can be trusted. She turns on him, brings him in, learns about the whole order. Boom. Yep. The the plot. It's so mm-hmm. detailed, and he he gets like reveal after reveal of like, oh no, they're like so, so many close. reveals. Yeah. There's like tunnels. There's <laughs> specific weapons. Oh my gosh, it's gonna totally get him. Um, Napoleon has no chance so he's got to like do it and then like somehow gets a message back blah 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 and we don't believe it could work but like they're about to do their thing their big like the order of the silent mass is going to do their thing Yeah, which they stop but then you realize oh that was just a decoy <gasps> for this other person and he's like oh my gosh it's the bread and then he like <laughs> runs back and the guy's gone he's like no and so he's got to like do the whole like last little day of the jackal thing of like getting this thing together and then uh, either takes a bullet for Napoleon <laughs> <No>! <laughs> or he um, 
Defeats the assassin. Defeats the assassin. Napoleon's none the wiser. <laughs> Doesn't give him any credit. It should, it should definitely be one of those things where it's like really quick cuts between Napoleon, the assassin, him running, the assassin, Napoleon, the assassin. Oh, yeah, And exactly. then, you hear, then you hear a bang, and the assassin falls over, and we cut to d- the detective, and he's got his, you know, smoking gun. Well, it could be whatever. Yeah, it could be or like something. that, but then it could also cut to Napoleon, and then, like, the whole barrage of their rifles shooting up because he's there, mm. right? So, he, yeah. like, he just hears that, and we're like, oh, none of it. None of it matters, <laughs> kind of. And so he's just like there. And then, of course, he goes back to his boss, and his boss is just like, chews him out. It's like, well, glad to see you finally made it. And, like, <laughs> <laughs> and then he like goes back and like, he's like, and he like tosses him an extra loaf of bread. And he's like, here, have this. And he just like, like has to go like sit with his bread and eat his and bread. It, it, it ends with him like writing a letter home. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> Miserable, miserable, bro. You'll never understand what happened in the past week. Blah, blah, blah. The rainy, it started on a rainy day in September. Blah, blah, blah. (laughs) The end. Detective De La Rue and the Order of the Silent Mass. Wow, that turned out pretty well. That turned great. That turned out great. That would make a good movie and like a good pulp novel. Jeez. It's like two in one. Honestly, it would be a pretty cool comic, too. Oh yeah, well, I mean, depend. You need a good artist. I want to mm. have illustrated. You need yeah someone with the right sensibilities for it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be really cool. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, great. I hope you yeah, wrote down yeah. all those things you're gonna. I did. Well, I wrote down four of them. So. <laughs> <laughs> great. I'm really worried about the last one. I haven't written those down. I know. I know. I'm gonna try and. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> um, um, yeah. I'll Anyways. try to remind you next time. Thank you. Uh, well, awesome. For everyone listening, thanks for listening to this episode of the Story Brigade. Whoop, whoop, um, whoop. For, uh, for those uh, taking notes uh, on the next movie to make, uh, this, is, this is clearly the, the top of it's, the list. It's, yeah, clearly. I so, mean, financially feasible, yep. not uh-huh. a lot of locations, um, not I mean, a lot of weather clearly, problems. Clearly, the market is, is looking for historical French <laughs> war films. Yes. Um, with detectives, so with obscure um, detectives, no one's heard of. Exa- exactly. So, so I'm I'm telling you, studio executives out there, if you want to be ahead of the curve, part of a new trend, historical mm-hmm. French unknown detective war Actually, films. Actually, this could be the thing. Is like, hey, the new trend is obscure things that you think won't make money, <laughs> but will. And that's where we come in, and with this podcast is. Uh, <laughs> we've got you set we've got you set. We, we've we got, got you completely all, covered we've got you completely covered we've got all the movies that seem like they won't make money but really will completely. will make a little lot of money so much money i mean everyone is they will make you so film. much money i just feel bad so you don't stake your reputation on it but yep yep mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i'm also uh, the only thing i was thinking about was what kind of little like quirk or eccentricity this guy has if they're <laughs> detective de la rue right because everyone's kind of kind of got their thing but he doesn't like need to have one he seems like he's already having a crappy day i feel like i feel like it's a thing where he um he doesn't drink alcohol or anything he drinks something weird like like uh just egg yolks you know like every morning too. yeah he just like cracks an egg and drinks an egg yolk and like every day he has to do it and so there's a part like after he's been captured by the order 
he's like running to get back and passes an egg or like a you know vendor stall just grabs an egg you know <laughs> like does it like it's just a weird thing he just really likes the taste of eggs and has been doing it every day for the last like 20 well, years or or it could just be he feels terrible and he feels like he should feel terrible so he just eats whole eggs because yes. he's like i just need yes. to I just, I feel crappy and I deserve to feel crappy. So he just gives him, yeah, he just eats eggs because it makes him like, don't you hate that? And he's like, yes. He's like, why are you still doing it? He's like, because I hate it. And they're like, (laughs) what? (laughs) I love it. Yes. That's his, that's his weird thing. Oh my God. I don't even know how to say that in French. He'd be like, yeah. Okay. All right. We, we, we cracked that. That was great. We, we cracked it. Uh, hey, like an egg. And stories. Okay. Oh, well, terrible. have a good one, everyone. We will see you on the next. Take care. Happy Wednesday, maybe. Probably Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. <laughs>